Hey dance fam, it's Shatay here with The Working Dancer and welcome to our next episode of Soul Talk. And I am extremely excited to have Luam in the house. And um, if you haven't heard of her, you need to crawl from up under the rock that you're living under and um, get a clue, okay? Because she has worked with some amazing artists. She's an internationally known choreographer and she has worked with Alicia Keys and Janelle Monet, just to name a few. Um, hi Luam, welcome, welcome, hi, welcome, welcome. how welcome. are you? <laughs> Thank you so much for being up at the crack of dawn to talk with us on Soul Talk. I really appreciate it. And I know the listeners are excited as well. So how are you? How are things? Great. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> living the dream, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think dreams are constantly evolving. So always living towards a new dream, right? Absolutely. Amen to that, honey. All right. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so when and how did you get into dance? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, actually, I didn't really get into dance until after college. Um, I had always grew up with this incredible love for it, you know, but it was always sort of a daydream mm -hmm. in my head from since I was a little girl. Um, and, you know, like in high school, I did like drill team and mm -hmm. stuff <laughs> um, with my friends and things like that. But it wasn't until after college that I kind of had the freedom to do what I wanted to do for the first time. You know, um, education is very important to me. So mm -hmm. I definitely was pursuing that, you know, um, right. but at the same time, still being creative, like art, art and different types of art have always been prevalent in my life, whether it's music and actual art. Um, but dance was just kind of a secret love. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, I was pre-med, I had, I was doing technology. I had this whole other route planned and then when I got to New York and I was working in corporate America and I had free time after work. <laughs> so then I literally just immersed in the dance world in New York and just it took over my life in a way that was like addictive. Like I was a new addiction, you know, to go to class, to train, to do this, to do whatever I could to perform. And, you know, when you put that much time and effort into something, it just continues to manifest. And that's kind of how I got started. I love that. I did not know that about you. We have that in common. And I went to college as well on the pre-med track. And that's really just because, you know, my family was like, don't major in dance. I danced my whole life. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think they had, you know, their intentions were, were pure. You know, they didn't really know about professional dance as a lifestyle. But that's interesting. I didn't know we had that in common. And then I graduated from college and was like, you know what, I'm going to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's then, smart. I always say that, too. I always say don't major in dance because you can... Or not to say that it's bad or anything, it's just you don't have to. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So might as well develop, you know, what other sort of consciousness and, you know, skills that you can have in life so you can use it That's, for your career. I love that. Where did, you, where did you go to college, if you don't mind me asking? I went to uh, University of Pennsylvania nice. in Philly. Nice. I love that. I love that about you. That's awesome. So then you didn't really know that, you know, it was always a secret thing, like you said, and you kind of immersed your, yourself into the dance scene in New York. So then at what point were you like, okay, maybe this is sort of a career? Like, when did it start to shift from corporate America being, you know, your livelihood to kind of moving into dance? Well, it kind of took over for me, so I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Basically, you know, the company I was working at, it went through a merger, and they were, like, laying off whole departments. It was crazy. Mm. So, you know, eventually, after three and a half years, I got, like, a severance package, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to take this time before grad school. I'll apply to grad school and just dance for a little bit, you know? Uh -huh. so that's the free time <laughs> right now. Um, 
And I just never went back. <laughs> There's no like, there was no aha moment. There was no like, okay, I, I swore to myself, oh, I'm going back. I lied to myself for so long mm. until I was on stage somewhere and I was like, ooh, I'm like, come on, give it up. Like you're here. Just right. accept it, you know? And it's a, it's beyond a great thing. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's purposeful, you know? And Absolutely. once I realized that, what all the work that I was putting into dance, because for me, I can't do anything halfway. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I didn't acknowledge that was my career path at the moment, I was still doing literally everything I could to achieve, you know, the most that I could with it, because that's just kind of like the gene that I had with, with throughout my whole life, you mm-hmm. know, with academics, whether it's anything, there's, if you're not going to do it 1 million percent, it's just not really worth doing, right. you know? I agree. So, you know, eventually, after a couple years, <laughs> I was like, "Mom, it's okay. <laughs> just, just tell yourself." Because I was, as far as the world knew, you know, I was pursuing dance. But for me mm-hmm. and my family, you know, it was a. I had a different idea in mind, and it wasn't until I was like, literally, God was like, "Okay, come on, right? Just accept what I'm showing you, mm-hmm. and and let's be partners in this, as opposed to me trying to like." yank you out of everything you know you better preach this morning girl wait so (laughs) I love that so then what was the backlash with your family or was there any or were they like okay go for it well I'm I'm East African I'm from I was born in Eritrea Mm -hmm. and you know culturally it's extremely important to me so you know education is paramount you know my mom she came here as a single mother like we escaped wars like we went through so Mm -hmm. much so for her, you know, I wanted to be a doctor. Not even she. She was. I mean, she lucked out. <laughs> she would have wanted that for me too, you know. So that's something that I was passionate about for a very long time. So to flip the script, yeah. it was devastating, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand why. And I couldn't even. I wasn't even mad, you know. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. You know, I get it. You know. Um, so the only I understood. It just there's there was no sort of cultural parallel that could qualify that success, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And especially because I was a broke dancer and hustling and moving yeah. for so many years. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't come overnight. It's beyond overnight. In fact, you have to expect it not to... You can't be working towards that. You have to be working towards the art and the process because if you work towards the goal, then you're literally going to stop there or it's going to take longer. You know what I mean? So by immersing in the process, I didn't really have an answer for her. Like, this is what's going to come of it. Right. You know, I was just like, I'm, fa- I'm learning what's happening and what's possible as I'm going along. Because, you know, for me, no one had taken the path that I'd taken before that mm-hmm. I'd ever seen. So literally it was uncharted territory, even in the world of dance, I think, you know, with YouTube and all of that. So, you know, there was no reassurances I could give her or myself. Right. For a long time, it was really, really hard. Um, but I understood, and I had those same concerns for myself, you know. Um, but it wasn't until like many, many years later, and you know, I had directed Alicia Keys' world tour, and um, the first city was Seattle, which is where my family lives, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I was able to bring my parents to the show, front row, like this whole amazing thing, and they're like, right. holy. You did this? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, and I'm watching the end of the show. Her last song is New York, you know, Empire. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm checking them out in the front, and my mom's like trying to sing the words. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm like, 
what is going on? And That's then incredible. literally as Alicia's walking off stage, I grab my parents and literally walk them back. So they just saw her on stage and we're going back and she's coming off stage and she greets them and just talks to them. And they're just like, this is crazy. And I'm like, I know this is, this what is I do. it. Right. <laughs> and I think they, they understood, you know, the magnitude of what I'd been working for towards and just like, it wasn't, it was something that was measurable, I think is, was important for them. Yeah. It's not just some, oh, it's fulfilling. I'm glad you're happy, but right. how can we measure the success? And that's right. usually the concern of parents. Right. I, I think you just said a mouthful. And I want to backtrack really quickly because there's something I think we should really zero in on. First thing, though, completely understand about family backlash. There were tears. There were lots of things when I told my family, hey, I'm not going to do this. You know, had done MCAT, had done applications yep. and all that all stuff. <laughs> and then when I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to be a performer. Guess what? I'm going to pack up and move to L.A. There was just like not really any understanding in that in that moment. There were tears. There were you know, you could have, you know, gone to school in, in town and state if you wanted to do all of that. I don't understand. And I don't know how to help you with that was really the main concern. My family was like, I don't know what to do with that dream. I don't know how to help you. I don't know anyone in that field. I feel like you're on your own. So I think that was a fear for them as well. So that's really interesting. But what's really important that she said, I think, is that you said you have to work towards the process and not towards the goal. And I think that's incredibly mature. I think if I had thought that way in my 20s, my life might have turned out a little different. But how did you know to even think that? Or was that just something spiritual? I mean, how how at a young age do you know to even be that way? I don't know. I think I think it's just like anything when you fall in love with it, you know, um, you just are consumed by it, you know. Right. So you and that's what it's not about knowing, oh, this is what I'm doing. It's just recognizing, oh, that's how I felt. Mm, you know? okay. Because it's it's really when you when you love what you do, you you want to be able to show it and and have measurable moments of success. Oh, look what I accomplished! Oh, I really want to get that so that it shows. But that's not the re the only reason. Like okay. you're still the next day, no matter what happens, no matter what failures that you can expect and go through. You're going to be there the very next morning still working at it. And that's mm -hmm. that shows that, okay, even if you look forward to these markers of success, you're really in it for the process. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that I just feel like you're in the right place of what you're doing in life when, for artists, I think, and also for really anybody, I, I heard this somewhere and I'm like, that's exactly it. You know, artists retire not when they're older, but when they have no more art left in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when you don't have anything more that you want to do with mm -hmm. it, then it's time to let it go. Right. Nothing left to give. Right. Yeah. Or if you're not really doing it because of what's inside of you that you have to get out, mm -hmm. then some reevaluation or maybe just re you have to fall back in love with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think it's just recognizing that the process is, is literally, if you love the process, everything else will come. It's really been a, a a complete walk of faith. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. Love that. I need to put that like in bold in caps all over the site because it's, in, it's so important. And I talked to so many dancers who are just frustrated, you know, like they're used to things coming easy to them and then they get out in the real world and then they have to do this hustle and they have to deal with rejection. And then they're like, but wait, you know, I'm a good dancer, you know, like what, what's, what's, what's going on. And then they're just anxious and frustrated and just kind of living in that space. And so we spend some time talking about, you know, 
um, trying to be present in the moment, you know, trying to be your best self and all of that. But I think what you just said really just hit the nail on the head. I really like that. Um, well, I also want to say with that is that, you know, and I, and I talk this, about this a lot in the Roxy industry, but expect that. Yeah. Expect the frustration. Expect the, the uh, I went through that too. Like that shows that you're in good company. You're on the right path. You're mm-hmm. on the, you know what I mean? You're feeling the, the similar things that people along this path feel. All right. It's to be expected. Just know that it's a part of the process. Mm. Nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just, you got to transcend it and you got to make sure that you, you kind of look forward to what you're supposed to gain from that moment. Nice. Right. The lessons that it has to teach the wisdom that you get, the character that you build. Right. I love that. Okay. So then back to your career. So we, you're in New York, you just start taking classes. Is there like something that you did first kind of get, you know, you just just jumped in a class. Like I, that was the, I was like, how do I do this? What do I do? Where do I go? (laughs) You know, I even started at first, my first classes were at a gym, it was like New York Sports Club, mm-hmm. and it was with someone who was actually, became a really good friend of mine, Cheryl Murakami, okay, um, nice. many, many years ago, and then, you know, taking her hip-hop class, or like, you know, her street jazz classes, and then um, then I found Broadway Dance Center, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's more, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. let me go, you know what I mean? It's wherever I could find it, it was just literally immersing, not just in the classes, but in the community, because right. it's really about the community that you're in that's really going to propel yep. you forward, because and I tell people all the time, I'm like, they're like, so how do I get a job? I'm like, well, already you're not going to get one but like that. First of all, that shouldn't be, you should be wanting to train, and let's see how great I can get. That's the question you should be asking. How great I can get, and then how can I be visible doing it? You know what I mean? Right. And that's really a part of immersing the community, and that's what I did. Like, I trained hard, and I, and I, you know, just made myself kind of, like, visible to the people that I looked up to as teachers or whoever, you know, that I thought, you know, was really talented. And I was like, okay, well, I, I should be around them and, and absorb whatever, you know, they have to offer, and uh, they can see me, they can fix me, they can, mm-hmm. or they can, like, want to use me in a showcase, and then that right. can turn into something else, and, you know, it's like, you just gotta immerse in the community and follow the clues, because it's all breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so then, do you feel like, um, what was, like, maybe your first job, or I don't, uh, when I ask this question, people say they don't feel like they had a big break. So I'm going to try to revamp that question and say, was there a job or a, an experience that made you feel like, okay, you know, now I'm kind of here, I'm in the right place, or I'm on the right path, or something could could happen? Is there a moment like I that for there's you? Different, there's different markers in your career that dictate different seasons. Mm-hmm. You know? um, my first job was hilarious because it was like the VMAs with Ludacris ages ago when <laughs> I was corporate <laughs> you know like all these dancers when they chose me to go on top of a bus with ludicrous nice. the dtv bus they rolled into you know <laughs> with radio city uh-huh. you know, to roll out and then <laughs> way in front of my office <laughs> my entire all my co-workers were there like in shock like oh my god she's on top of the bus <laughs> You know what I mean? I was doing IT. It was real conservative. And they were loving it, though. It was hilarious. I was like, okay, something's got to give. <laughs> right. This can't work together. Your worlds are colliding right there. They're colliding. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a moment I was like, I love I love this. I'm This is a high. I can't imagine. I need more of this. Um, and, you know, I worked for years. I worked for years as a dancer, and I was developing my choreography and teaching. Um and then many, many years later, like I had developed the following because of YouTube. I was the first choreographer on YouTube, you know, and then I 
left YouTube later, but you know, mm -hmm. for a while, you know, that's where a lot of my momentum within the dance community, not because industry wasn't checking for YouTube. Mm -hmm. You didn't matter unless you were in, you know, you knew the ANRs, you knew the artists, you knew you were in backstage. Like that's right. you had to build up the the you had to deserve to be in those spaces, mm -hmm. you know? Um so for years I worked with a lot of international artists because they'd see my work online and they would fly me. So I choreographed arena tours, stadium tours and all this, but I hadn't broken into the US. Mm. You know what I mean? Artist wise. I'd done new new artists here and there. You know, I had Rihanna early and that was big, but it's really career a career in choreography is about consistency to me. You know, it's not about this job or that job, but having a consistent and having clients, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Not just having a moment, but really building relationships. So because of your body of work and your comfort and people want to feel like they're in good hands. So right. I hadn't built that yet here. And for me, um, my my kind of break for that in the U.S. industry in a major way, because to me, it's really about what's memorable, mm -hmm. you know, creating things that people remember as iconic moments within dance mm -hmm. or performance. And for me, like for me. I would say Kelly Rowland Motivation and mm -hmm. um, Beyonce Run the World, mm -hmm. uh, the beginning part. That okay. was for me sort of a, a big break in a way because it, it validated, I had been doing it for over a decade, mm -hmm. you know, and it was a manifestation of not just a lot of experience, but a lot of faith, you know, and I didn't know it's things that come out of nowhere, mm -hmm. literally came out of nowhere. And not to say that it wouldn't have happened. And the other way, it was just that that's um, at that moment in my life is where I was mentally ready to take on that type of work. And I was tested really, really hard right before mm -hmm. spiritually, you know, and I feel like I passed it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and all of a sudden after that, it was Brittany. And then after that, it was that it started, you know, um, sort of a cata catalyst of, of right. work and it entered into a new season for me. And that was really when I felt completely <laughs> not overwhelmed but like like I had literally walked into a new room mm, new experience yeah. in your life right yeah and and I felt like the door had been open for a while mm, nice you know so it wasn't a room that was uncomfortable it was familiar somehow so you know for me that was definitely kind of a break that's I love that you said a couple of things I just want to repeat so that they could get this um <laughs> It took you a while, right? So you said you had been doing this for years. And then when you were ready, so when you were ready spiritually, not even because we all think we're ready. At every moment, we all think we're ready. We put in the work. We all somehow feel like we're deserving. But when you were actually ready and had been tested spiritually, then those things just kind of opened up for you when you felt like you were ready. So those, I think that's key and that's something, you know, really important that we should zero in on. I love it. I just feel like you're so wise, you know, and I think it's important that, you know, dancers hear other dancers speaking this way, living this way so that they know, you know, one, they're normal, they're human. And that, um, you know, if we keep the right mindset that, you know, everything's, everything's all right. Like, just chill out. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll be where you need to be. Yeah. Just, just let, let, you know, let your life run its course, be in your season, be where you're supposed to be when you're, when you're there, be where you are. Is that mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to say? Right. Okay. So then, what do you feel like has been your biggest obstacle career-wise? Um, it's hard to say. You know, I I can't really I can't really accept the word obstacle only because the things that have been difficult yeah. to you know sort of navigate career-wise, I realized after the fact were necessary. Mm -hmm. 
do you know? So, you know, things like, you know, breaking into the network of the industry, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, getting into those rooms and getting in touch with those people because it's really about your connections and people's comfort and familiarity and respect for your work. Mm -hmm. Um, That's difficult because there's no, there's no handbook. There's no guide. You, you don't, it's not math. It's not any other type of schooling where if you do this, if you do this, you do this, you'll get this. No, right. no, you, it's very ambiguous. It's very organic mm-hmm. and it's very, it's, it's a, again, a walk of faith. So the, the, the difficulty is me being a planner, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like if I do this, I got plan A, plan B, plan C, this and that. And it wasn't going way. according to plan, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, way. What the heck? And for so long, I was like, it's unfair. It's just unfair. Yes. (laughs) And it wasn't until after I realized I was like, ah, young grasshopper. (laughs) (laughs) If you thought it was unfair, you weren't ready for it. Ah, amen. Yes. Yes. Uh (laughs) Aha moment. Teachable moment. Yes. Love that. Say Did that again, it, honey. Say it again. If you thought it was unfair, you were not yes, ready. Yes, we could just stop right <laughs> there. She has preached the whole sermon, like close the doors, give a benediction, let's go home. Yes, that right there. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. I love that. And that doesn't even make sense until you go through it, you know? And and with the program, you know, Rock the Industry that I started, I say so much. I say a ton. They leave the weekend like... <laughs> what's going on <laughs> you know but it's not until they go through you know whatever different things they go through they're like oh my god that exactly what yeah. you know was said and I get it now you know and and it's just letting people make their mistakes so they can come to these conclusions you know for, you can't really believe anything unless it comes from yourself yeah. you know you can hear someone and you can you know keep it in the arsenal keep it in your thoughts but you really aren't convicted or understand something until you kind of arrive at it. So, you know, that, that statement of if you think it's unfair, then you weren't ready. It's like, you'll get it when you get it. Yeah. And then you'll look back and you'll be like, man, I thought it was unfair. And I didn't even realize that's how it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Or that's just how it is. And I wasn't ready to handle it. Right. You know, like, and, and that, that's just that realization. So in terms of obstacles, you know, in retrospect, you know, whatever obstacles I thought there were, I understand so much better now. And I'm prepared for new ones. You know, I'm way more flexible. Now I'm like, oh, I expect this and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I expect that. That's part of the package of yeah. doing what you love, which is, come on. It's like if you get to do what you love, get paid for it, get to travel, get to meet amazing people, there's got to be a con. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's be a price to that. And the price to that is that, you know, it's not always going to come in the way that you prefer it. It's always going to challenge your your heart, your spirit, your your integrity, your, you know, your self your self-worth. It's going to challenge all of those things, you know? Yeah. So, but you got to expect that. And you got to expect that in this particular industry people are more human than anything. Yeah. Meaning with humanity comes everyone's faults or, or insecurities mm-hmm. are amplified on a thousand mm-hmm. and you have to navigate that, you know, yeah. and my job is, you know, choreographer or creative director or this or whatever it is at the moment. My job isn't really managing the vision. It's managing people. <laughs> Say that again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no matter what you think you want to do, <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to be able to, to pull it off. Yeah. 
and that's really, you know, figuring out how to do that. So it's a lot. <laughs> I love that. This is great. And even not just for my listeners, like this is just really nice, nice conversation to be engaged in. Okay. So we're winding down. So tell us about, you've already mentioned Rock the Industry. So can you tell us about the program, how it came about, and then how dancers can be involved? So Rock the Industry was sort of like a long time brainchild of mine mm-hmm. um, that was born <laughs> a couple years ago <clears throat> in 2014. And, you know, for a long time, I wanted to do something like this, but it, it for years. And basically, um, but I didn't do it until recently, because then I was who I needed to be right. to, to be able to give the right information from, you know, experience from, you know, just it's, it's real. It's very real. Um, and basically what it is, it's split between actual dance training and career and development training. Nice. And there's also a component of like spirit as well. So it's mind, body, spirit. Right. You talk about purpose and values and really in a very active way, figuring out how to navigate yourself through the industry and mm-hmm. what you can do to keep yourself intact, you know? Right. Um, so the body side of it, you know, the training isn't just like, oh, let's how to, you know, just work on lines, work on this. No, it's very real. Mm-hmm. And without giving it away, it's like very much on the job type of training. So I'm going to treat you as if you're, you know, this is a professional capacity. So there's so much more. And I say it in all my classes, the steps are nothing. Like steps don't matter. What matters what you do with it. And then when you're on the job, there's a million other factors going on that you have to process and execute as a dancer that you haven't even thought of yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's really working under those conditions that it trains you for. And also, you know, we delve into personal finance, we delve into investing, we delve into marketing, social media, networking, like, all those things that you don't really get to talk about yeah. on the business side of dance because at the end of the day, you're your own empire. Yep. Who's running it? Mm-hmm. You ain't you running are. it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you're just going to be living from job to job as opposed to creating a career. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and even that, and even if you're successful, you're going to be living from job to job, yep. you know, instead of creating a career. And, you know, the way that I break it up is because there's so much information to impart. I break it up into four weekends. There's freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like Rock the Industry University. Nice. Um, and freshman is kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore, the next you can't take the next one until you've experienced and processed and applied mm-hmm. from the weekend before. So some people, you know, waited months. Some people waited a year or two before going to the next one. You know, mm-hmm. like it requires that because each weekend is extremely different. And requires the next elevation. Right. It's not about relearning. Because mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to keep from giving so much and it's, you'll just forget it. Right. You know? But this forces you to apply it in your career. And, and actually, um, one of the beautiful things that's happened is it's created a community. Yeah. Um, from, of alumni who are accountable to each other. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to kind of learn these things on your own. But it's another to... Um, share it with others and then them check you. Mm-hmm. They see that you, you know, you know what you should be doing, you right. know? Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really important to, to have a sustainable growth and, and sustainable career. So rock the industry is something that, you know, I feel extremely passionate about and it's kind of, I, I can't talk about it too much detail wise because then it gives away the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and, um, but I will say it's definitely unforgettable. And I'm having another one session in New York this nice. October, October 14th through 16th. And applications, uh, 
are open for submission now you have to apply and submit videos and an application to be considered to be accepted nice. um so the i think there's a few more days left if people want to submit mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty much it and rocktheindustryonline.com also has information on rock the industry as a whole because in addition to the rock you which is what i call the rock Industry university the weekends i also do one day dance intensives nice that's more open mm-hmm. um you know invitation come and that's more focused on just the dancing okay and also going to be starting seminars soon where it's literally just the talking portion and it's been hugely successful like the, the alumni have done some really incredible things and not just you know on stage you know mm-hmm. with all these amazing artists um but also off stage you know like 60 percent of them now have iras have gotten out of debt and like all this stuff. like that. it's really amazing to see the quality of life sort of raise with with their own you know, hard work. Yes. I love that. So if dancers go to rocktheindustry.com, they can rocktheindustryonline.com. Rocktheindustryonline.com. They can get an application for the weekend, like the university sessions, the weekends that mm-hmm. you were talking about mm-hmm. and, um, information about seminars. And then when you have like your pop-up workshops is, is there as well. Nice. I love that. So how else can they connect with you and I just want to say you said you don't have your YouTube channel anymore are you well I do okay. I do it's just <laughs> but when people started coming to class or to where I was teaching and they said is this going to be on YouTube then I stopped oh, okay. posting so much because I felt it was important not to have people so focused on what was online and and coming just to be seen too famous yeah. you know um, so a few years ago, I was like, I'm going to focus on being relevant in the industry. I'm going to, I'm going to earn the rooms that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't want my success as a choreographer to be completely determined by my online following. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of like, for my own, you know, edification, just really go through a different process. So, but I still have my channel and I recently started posting videos again, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm on there. It's just, you know, it's, it hasn't been my career focus, but I think it's important to continue sharing, Yeah. but I'm also on Instagram. Um, and I have, I do probably share a lot more there and it's Luamki, L-U-A-M-K-Y. Okay. Pretty much that's my username for everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twitter Luamki, okay. Snapchat Luamki, you know, Perfect. so they can find me anywhere they can find that handle. Okay. I will we will post those handles for the audience so they can get in touch. But also, um, I was first introduced to your work from YouTube videos and this, you know, was years ago, I'm sure. But I was always so taken by your style. Just not even um, your style of movement as in how you're crafting the movement, but like your swag. I feel like overused. So I'm trying not to use swag anymore, but um, just your whole just aura is just so Yes, honey. I was like, yes, that girl has swag. She's fly, you know? So I've, I've always really admired your work, and I just think it's incredibly wonderful. And what I think is even more incredible is that you have such an awesome, pure, authentic personality and nature and spirit that is just so engaging, even across, you know, technology. So I think that's, I think you're a very well-rounded wonderful person if that if that <laughs> makes anything it's random to say but it is um so I really appreciate that so dancers rock the industry online 
Com. Do you recall offhand the the date, the deadline for submission? Soon. <laughs> Go today. Right. So get on Go that today. ASAP yeah. because you don't want to miss out on this incredible opportunity to learn from Luam. Hello. That should be enough. But on top of all of that, you're getting all of this inside information, all of this wisdom that I believe is just priceless. It would be the value is just immeasurable, in my opinion. So definitely jump on that. Thank you so much, Luam, for giving us this few minutes of your time. I know how incredibly busy you are, but um, I know that this will go long ways and it'll have rippling effects throughout the industry for for however long it's supposed to. Yeah. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure as well. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.